Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 107. This is your host, Suman Silwal. This episode is brought to you by Seven Bridges Marathon. Visit emirates.com to get $15 discounts on Seven Bridges Marathon and Half Marathon. See you at the starting line at Chattanooga. I would like to welcome Anne Stalvey to Emirates Podcast. Anne, how are you doing today? I'm good, Suman. Thanks for having me. Uh, definitely. We've been trying to get you to Emron's podcast for such a long time. Uh, it's just our schedule never matched. So That's how's things been? Good. Little nuts with, you know, summer transitioning back into fall with marathon season, but all good here. What about you? Uh, it's a busy season for me, training a lot. So, you know, I got a lot of races lined up. So I have a couple of free weekends after that. I'm going to go from one race to the next. So that's how it goes. So before we uh, get deep in our, some of the conversation, I'd like to have, um, why don't you give us some background on your uh, running journey? I know we run in the same similar circuit. You're a little much faster than me, but so the listener can hear how you become what, what you are. You're a coach at Resolute Running here at Homewood. Let's talk about that, your running journey first. Well, I have been running competitively since I was about 12 years old, and I'm 35 now, so it's been a minute or two. Um, I just started at Mountain Brook Junior High and fell in love with the sport. I started out junior high and high school and really just loved the team and the coaches and did not think that I was that good because our team was so good. And so I was actually a little bit surprised when I was offered partial scholarship to Clemson to run for their cross-country team. So then I ran at Clemson cross-country and came back to Alabama and started racing competitively after I took about a five-year hiatus after college from running. <laughs> and then someone told me that Alex was opening up a gym for runners in Homewood. And I didn't know who Alex was, but I loved the concept and was really intrigued by the idea. And so we sat down and had a meeting back in 2012, opened the doors in 2013, and kind of just the rest is history. I absolutely love that I get to work with so many amazing people from running their first 5k. I have a handful of people that are run walking. And then I have people that are you know, running the world majors, qualifying for Boston and trail races as well. So it's really, it's really been a fun journey. Definitely sounds like uh, you, you have an all around journey being a runner yourself to a coach. Uh, were you always fast? You mentioned that you are not that good, but uh, ever since I know you, you've been really mm-hmm. fast and <laughs> people don't yeah. like to get passed by you, but definitely you pass <laughs> in almost all the fields. So. Uh, no, I mean, in junior high and high school, I, I would always place in the state meet but I, you know I ran for Mountain Brook Junior High and High School and I was never number one on our team because we were just so good so I don't know I guess it's just I was a just on a great team so I would place in the state meets but I just always admired so many people that I ran with that were just so so good so for for us uh, we, we talk about it I started running late in my life I'm uh, not even aged that you are in right now I mean <laughs> so my, my running started really late bloomer I guess for you as a lifetime runner how do you feel now you know running all your life and you've been running now you're coaching life revolves around running tell us uh, how does it look like as a lifetime runner and being really involved in running you know I think the interesting thing is because I have been running my whole life and competing my whole life that I I get more joy out of helping others discover what they're capable of through coaching and discover, you know, just the healthy lifestyle that comes with being a runner, but also the camaraderie than I do out of my own training and my own achievements and races. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's always fun to win, but it's just, it's, it's almost more fun when you see someone you've been working with for a month, you know, finally run that sub 30 minute 5k or finish their first trail race. 
So it's just getting to have that joy through so many different people now is just, it's really something cool. Definitely. I've always known known you back back in days as a road runner, but uh, you start running trail, and you you're pretty good there too. So I assume that it that came from your cross country uh, part of your cross country lifestyle or running running you did earlier in on on your life. So that kind of helped you, I guess. Well, correct? and I also think it's I've always cross trained. I've always been a big fan of strength training, and so because I mean, Simon, I don't think you know, but you know, I have two small toddlers, and I've run through both pregnancies. About ninety percent of my training these days is just on the treadmill because that's what works in my lifestyle. I don't run trails unless I'm in a race, and I love it. I just can't get out there between work and family, um, and I think that's why strength training is so important um, for health and wellness. But it also just helps you become more well rounded, so you don't fall into the same ruts that a lot of road runners have and the injuries and all of that. So definitely uh, that's interesting concept you're talking about uh, spending most of the time running uh, what do you call it, using the treadmill to train you know for road running it's fine I guess for trail running they always advise us that we must go to trails so you have kind of have a different concept on that. Yeah now don't get me wrong I'd love to be on the trail I'd love to <laughs> Yeah definitely I mean yeah. I know because of your life and kids and yeah, I definitely understand I mean I was raising kids too so tell us that difference you know, how do you feel when you don't train as much on trail, but you are good at trail running, trail racing? So how's that uh, strength training you mentioned? So that's uh, that's it you do, or you know, you twist ankle a lot. So. <laughs> Luckily, I have never twisted an ankle. You know, at Resolute, we do a lot of the TRX and a lot. I also incorporate a lot of kettlebells, ankle weights, free weights. I don't use any weighted machines. And so everything we do really focuses on the one leg. Do you know what I mean? And the stability. So it's all of my classes have a huge component where it's core strength. And you know how much that comes into trail running just to be able to go fast, but keep your balance. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, those late miles are especially important. Oh, yeah, when you're just done. Yeah, and <laughs> keep your balance and keep focus on the trail is really difficult. Tell us about uh, you're on this journey. Um, tell us about what's the difference uh, being a runner yourself and a coaching. You mentioned briefly. Let's talk about a little bit more. How satisfying is it for you to see that, that transition, uh, you yourself, and see your runner? I think you mentioned a little bit already. I just wanted to hear a little bit more in detail. Yeah. Well, I think it, it goes back to I was blessed to have just amazing coaches. I ran under coach Mike Abercrombie in junior high and then Greg Eccles in college. And they just always believed in me. And, you know, coach Eccles called Clemson even when I told him I wasn't good enough to run in college. He was like, you have no idea. And I think it's just knowing how much that shaped me it's just such an honor to be in a position now where I can help people really discover what they're capable of, you know, whether it's losing weight, whether it's just changing their body composition so they're stronger, you know, or it's helping people achieve PRs. You know how it is, you start out not knowing if you could even finish a marathon and then literally (laughs) it's like, a year later, you're like, all right, what's my BQ time? What do I need to do? It is my full-time job and I work, you know, more than 40 hours a week, but it is so much fun to just be a part of people discovering what they love, you know, and how cool is our running community here in Birmingham, by the way? Definitely. Uh, I cannot talk more, I mean, enough about it. 
meaning I'm, I'm a Birmingham graduate. I know I ran from here, started here, you know. <laughs> little, yeah, oh, I love it, that. It, uh, so, I mean, I'm slowly expanding my horizon, you know, I'm about to run 100th marathon ultra, but so it so just starts here, you know, down at Lakeshore Trail. I mean, you know, we see each other there and around Homewood and in all these places, you know. Well, and it just, there's so many different groups, whether you're a 4.30 a.m. runner or you run after work or you're on the trail, you know what I mean? Like, there's just always someone with a smile and a conversation. It's just so cool. Definitely. Yeah. I recently was running down the lakeshore and then the whole BTC was passing me from the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I knew everybody. I was like, oh, wow. Hundreds of people coming at me right now. I, I had hundreds of people. I was like, hey, hey. So it's, it was interesting. Like I said, it's just a great community. Resident Running uh, has really done a great job as well as BTC, Butts Group. And then, like I said, many, many subgroups uh, we have out here. They do a great job to bring the runner, best in runners out here. So and I love that it is it, you will literally have everybody from someone running their first mile without taking a walk break to you know you who are on your 100th you know, <laughs> ultra and it's just all one big one big smorgasbord of friends definitely definitely and it's always uh, it's great to have uh, friends and go along with you and and uh, go on a journey in the trail or road or wherever it is in between so definitely one thing uh, before i forget i just want to ask you mentioned about uh, your kid and uh, you do involve them tell us about uh, are you trying to make a runner out of them i know it's too early they see you running all the time and uh... (laughs) knowing how life works out my son will probably be like a great chess player and my daughter will be a gym. No, I don't know. Right now, they think running is cool just because they're still young enough to think that I'm cool. Um, but I'm sure that'll all change when they get older. I just want to see them find a way to be healthy and active that fulfills them not just physically, but also like that emotional component. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. It'll be great for us to transfer our passion to our kids. Uh, like I said, it will always will not work. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> as a parent, we'll always have to try. So. Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm working on my younger child at this moment. So I've seen your daughter out quite a bit. She's she's a good little runner. Yes. Yeah, see, see, my older one used to run a lot, but uh, she's a school which, which doesn't have a sport. So, oh, so that's, so that's uh, almost. Um, bummer over there. So, so let's just move on to uh, the next topic. Really, uh, the main topic I'd like to talk for this podcast uh, is uh, do's and don'ts of uh, marathon training, ultra marathon training. Where do you want to start? Uh, I'll, I'll give you the floor at this time, and then I'll ask you some questions. W- okay. What What are your thoughts as a coach, as a runner, uh, Boston Marathon or New York Marathon, or you have a sub-3 PR and, and all these things you have? all the accolades you have, uh, tell us what is the do's and don'ts for yourself. And then we can focus on runs like me, who's, who, who's both roads and trail, train, road and, and training all the time. And in some of some runners who are just starting, you know, they're just trying to figure out what is the marathon? How far do I need to train? <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. When we talked about this last week, I started making little notes. So I jotted down five do's of marathon training or really any training run training and then five don't so let's just, let's start positive we'll start with the do's and i think the first one is you have to allow yourself enough time to train properly as you know you know when you are trying to build a base for marathon or longer you've got to have 20 or 24 weeks 22 24 weeks to build your base add your speed because when the training cycle is a lot shorter than that you can put yourself at an increased risk of injury 
because you're just jumping up that mileage way too quickly. And I've also found that when I have team members that will give me the 20 to 24 weeks, it's amazing how much more they can accomplish when they have that solid, solid base. It's hard because we want to jump into that race, you know, next month and not really build for it. So that'd be the first do. The second do that I I think most people that know me know about me is that I'm a huge proponent of cross training. As runners, we tend to just want to run and pound that pavement, but without strength training and other cross training, you just, again, it's a huge increased risk of injury, but strength training is so key in building speed and endurance and better body composition. I like to tell all my clients that we want to do prehab before they need rehab. Um, <laughs> to keep them running for a long, long time. The third do would be to drink plenty of water. It is, I think it's the easiest way to be healthier and run longer and run faster that is so overlooked. I like to tell people to try and drink your body weight in ounces of water. And I know that's a huge challenge, but there's so many things that water does for our body. It aids in recovery, prevents headaches, you know, can even prevent overeating, and it really helps with your overall mood. And recent studies have even shown that if you're drinking enough water, it can flush out that stress hormone cortisol that hinders muscle recovery and promotes belly fat. Most people are so stressed out now that any little bit to help <laughs> that stress is definitely something to do. The fourth um, do of marathon training, you and I have already kind of touched on, and that would just be to stay positive. At some point in a training cycle, you're going to get hurt, you're going to get sick, or you're just going to get burnt out and think, you know, this is mundane. This is boring. (laughs) Again, and that happens. And I think that is when it is so important to surround yourself with people who are also training or, you know, have other runners that you're going to meet up with to just get you out the door and turn that run or that 20 mile run, turn it into a social event, you know, or if you can't do that, if you're like me and you're on the treadmill too much, maybe get on Instagram or Strava. There's so many ways to encourage other people and be encouraged. But I think it's really important to plug into the community. Definitely. And then the fifth do would be to have a goal. And it can be a goal as small as just to finish the race, or it may be to Boston qualify. But goals are so good at helping us actually believe in ourselves and helping us fuel our ambitions. And again, when that training gets tough, because it's going to, but it's helpful to have that goal, give the training meaning and hold you accountable. And I've also found that people, when you aim high, you'll inspire others around you as well. And it just kind of lifts the whole mood up to have that goal and everyone ends up achieving more. My big five do. Before we move move to Don's, I just wanted to kind of ask questions or make some comments. It's a great five do's. Uh, One of the, but think about time. Uh, Time is essence. Uh, Time is limited. 20 to 24 weeks. Uh, Is this only for the beginner runner or all the runners? Because that's a long time of training. No, I would would say that's for my first time marathon. You know, someone that comes in with a, a five mile, 15 mile a week mileage base. You know, because you've just got to learn the distance before you can race it. You really do. That's a great point. And uh, before we go go forward, just want to ask you about the cross training. I think that's one yeah. thing I'm lacking. I'm, I'm trying my best to do cross training. Um, what kind of cross training do you recommend and, and the settings for runners, trainers, first timers? Uh, what uh, what no, type? You know, it doesn't take a lot. I would recommend getting into the gym or even just getting some ankle weight and taking about 30 minutes twice a week and really focus on your glute medius and your core. Um, Because when you do your glute medius and your core, you're setting yourself up for success 
by preventing injuries like IT band syndrome, patella tendonitis, you know, all of that. And then if have you noticed that at the end of a lot of races, people have their hips back and down and they're kind of hunched over, they're doing the marathon shuffle. Sure. If you're properly cross training and strength training, you're not going to have that posture problem because if your core is strong, it'll support you. So I would focus on the glute medius and the core to begin with and then go from there. Definitely. Let's move on to a dance. Um, give us that. The five don'ts. I would say the first don't is do not underestimate the importance of recovery because when we're running and training, we're not just building stamina and strength. You're also breaking your body down and causing all these micro tissue damage and sleep is when the body repairs. And I also, I never recommend people run seven days a week hard. You know, you need one day for active recovery. It could be a spin class. It could be going on a walk. It could be swimming. You don't have to be a couch potato, but you need to make sure you're getting seven hours of sleep a night. And I know that is so hard. If you're going to train hard, you've got to give your body a chance to recover um, and repair itself. The second don't is, and this one's a little bit sensitive with some people, but I would don't overestimate your your caloric expenditure. One of the most common complaints I get from new runners or new team members that are their first time marathon runners is that they tend to gain weight during their marathon training. And remember, you're typically burning 75 to 120 calories per mile. And so if you run five to 10 miles in the morning, and then you go out and you have just a big breakfast with maybe a specialty coffee, you can be consuming two to three times what you've burned. And then the rest of the day, you feel like because you've gone for a run that you can do, you know, your Netflix binge or whatever, you you are going to increase your metabolism, you are going to be burning more. But the best thing you can do for your body is to really fuel it with produce and protein and increase your calories that way and have high quality carbohydrates. You know, it's easy to want that donut after a 12 mile run. Um, (laughs) But I would go for something that's going to help repair our body and not contribute to just the catabolic state that it's in. And that really brings us to number three, um, really easily is don't wait until you need fuel on your run to take it. You know, we all know that saying that if you're thirsty, it's too late, you're already dehydrated. And in running, it's the same thing. If you feel yourself slumping or getting really negative with the mindset, your sugar is already probably too low. So I would take your Huma or your goo or whatever, you know, your choices before you feel like you need it. And that's why it's also so important to practice your fueling during your long runs. And you know, when we get on the trails, and I think ultra marathons, it's an eating competition. It's who can keep their blood sugar level the longest while they're running. Because nobody's running super, super fast. Well, unless you're like in a crazy elite or Micah, you're not running super, super fast on these trail ultras. It's all about your blood sugar. And then the fourth don't is I like to remind people, do not forget that just completing the training for a race is a huge accomplishment. They're two separate accomplishments, running the race and doing the training. Because if you've trained for five weeks, 10 weeks, 20 weeks for this race, and you've gotten up every morning and done your run and done your speed work and your strength training and you know said no to that second glass of wine because you had to you know get up early for a training run and all that goes along with it, take a second and really be proud of yourself for all of that. That's huge. You've done a lot for your health and there's so much on race day we cannot control. You know, if it's going to be hot or you're going to have GI distress or whatever it is, don't let one lousy race take away from how much you've accomplished just in the training. And then the fifth don't would be do not underestimate the taper. You know, that last week before the race is not the time to try and cram in, you know, some pace runs, tempo runs, long runs, all of that. The the training is done. 
at that point, all you're going to do is hurt yourself. Taper really stands for, you know, the T is trust your training. A would be adjust your calories. You know, we want to carb load appropriately. P would be meet with your coach or sit down with your journal and really perfect your race day strategy. E would be embrace the free time that you have while you're not running. You know, meet a friend for coffee, go out to lunch, take a nice walk. And then the R is to rest and recover. Like we talked about, that's when your body is actually getting stronger. Um, That's when it's building more muscle fibers and more mitochondria in your cells and capillaries in your muscles. So you have to allow your body to do that. And it can be so hard not to be fidgety the week before. (laughs) Those would be my big five don't. Yeah, I am lately. I'm in really bad on tapering. Um, but no. I I did notice last uh, last time when I ran the race to race, I ran the hill on Wednesday and tried to run the race in second lap. Uh, I I could feel it. I and that was that X factor I had, and I could feel. So that's yeah. a great dance. Um, I really recommend uh, resting and recovering. For me, is uh, usually when when uh, when my body tells me to stop, I usually stop. So <laughs> yeah, so. It's, yeah, it's totally you hit the nail on the head you've got to listen to your body even if on your training plan you know you have a 10 mile tempo run that day if you wake up and just your body is like "Uh, uh-uh, i've got to rest you know you've got to rearrange because your your body knows Definitely. I'm, I'm really cautious about that because the amount of volumes of races and running I put, I just have to be careful. And for a new runner, you know, you just did 18 miles. Don't try to go another 15 miles next day or something like that. Don't You don't have to match some of us, the amount of volume we put running. Oh, got different <laughs> starting points and different goals. That's why all the training should be so individual, you know? Definitely. Yeah, that's an important point. I mean, you know, um, coach like you, you, you kind of direct your athlete, your client based on things they can do not find a, a general program and uh, and from the internet i think that's how it works these are great points and and uh, i know we have limited time today i definitely like to bring you to emron's podcast and talk a little bit more detail on all your do's and don'ts and um, tell us how can uh, our uh, listener find you i know you're you run you train your coach uh, tell us how they can find you I think probably the easiest way would just be to go to our website, www.resoluterunning.com. I'm also on Instagram as Coach Ann Runs. I think those are probably the two easiest avenues. Or just look out your window if you're in Birmingham. Chances are I'm running around somewhere. <laughs> Definitely. Before we close this uh, interview, and uh, I know we have a, such a short interview, and a lot of you wanted to listen more, I'll try to bring more or visit uh, Coach Ann uh, or run with her sometime. Uh, she will leave you in the dust uh, if you're new. <laughs> if, but, uh, but, on. You know that. Yeah, you're fast. Uh, you're one of those elite here, for, especially for me. Uh, before uh, we uh, we close, uh, give us a word of advice. Uh, word of okay. advice to the beginner runner, experienced runner like me, to train properly. Uh, some of the things we just discussed in this podcast briefly. Give us a word of advice to all the runners out there listening to us. I would say the biggest thing I would tell a beginner runner is to Find something you love about the sport and embrace it. Is it running on the trails and listening to podcasts that gets you out the door? Is it meeting a group of friends that gets you out the door? If you make it a discipline, it's going to be hard to keep going. But if you make it a joy and something you look forward to, you'll continue doing it. And that's really, you know, the key to success is just the hours that you spend practicing. And then, you know, I'm also going to say cross train, strength train. If you want to get faster, faster, you've got to put in the time with the weight. Definitely. Sounds like a great word of advice there, Anne. Uh, before we close this interview, would you like to say anything, anything we, we left off? 
No, not at all. I loved it. I hope we do it again. <laughs> Definitely. Let's uh, let's have a little bit more time. Uh, maybe we can come you to res- Resolute Running and, and do some <laughs> video lives or something like that. So if you have time sometime. Thanks for your time. And uh, hopefully we can catch you somewhere on the road, on the trail, running, racing. So. All right. Talk to you soon, Simon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please visit emirates.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, get discount codes, and more.